0: anyway. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Today's episode of Front and Nationwide is brought to you by Netsuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, ten, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com listen. That's netsuite.com listen.
2: Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portz, I'm with you on a Thursday morning. Allison Lucan is here. Good morning. Blue Jackets are in Buffalo tonight to take on the Sabres again. Uh, Blue Jackets, it has been a tough few days here for the Blue Jackets. Allison, back to back L's to granted to two of the better teams in the league, Colorado and Tampa Bay. They need to get back on track in Buffalo, but of course it goes beyond that. Allison, some really bad injury news. Seth Jones, the incomparable Seth Jones, out eight to 10 weeks with a fractured ankle. He's had the surgery. If he misses eight weeks, Allison, he's back April 6th. That's right after the regular season. If he misses 10, that's April 20th. That would be second round of the playoffs or middle round, late of the first round if they could possibly get that far without Seth Jones. Add to that Cam Atkinson. He is out two to three weeks with a aggravated high ankle sprain. Uh, he hurt that against Colorado, did not play against Tampa either. Um, boy, oh boy, you take away the Blue Jackets' top defenseman, you take away the player who certainly has the ability to be their top forward. And this is a team, Allison, that's that's put up with body blows and, and injuries and setbacks all year and kept pushing it through. This is about uh, as big a test as I think they have faced all season. Agreed?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, On one hand, I I feel like who are we to say, oh, now they're in trouble because we've said that 18 times
2: right? and they
1: keep coming back. Um, But, you know, and I'm not saying doom and gloom either, but the Seth Jones is just such a special player, um, so reliable, so talented. Tom did that great piece on how he sees the game last week, which I really thought just gave insight into just how crazy it is, how fast and how intelligently he thinks the game He's huge in transition play, huge in special teams play. Um, If this club can push through without him, this this might legitimately be their biggest accomplishment of the season.
2: He played two periods, Allison, on a fractured ankle. Mm. Now, I've heard of guys playing on broken foot – on broken feet, sorry – Um, And not to minimize that because I'd be curled up in the fetal position (laughs) for sure. But there are different, there are load-bearing bones in your feet and there are non-load-bearing bones. And some of us bear larger loads than others. But my point (laughs) is, uh, the ankle, God, you need the ankle to skate. How can you play with the fractured ankle? Um, It's been told to me that the surgery, this is from an, an orthopedic, Surgeon not involved in the surgery, so that we're not breaking any HIPAA rules here. Um, he His point was, for a hairline fracture, surgery often is not required but can be done so that it allows for rehab to begin quicker. Mm. So something to keep in mind there. But are you as amazed as I am that a not small person, Seth Jones, could play two periods on an ankle that had been fractured. you wonder if he did any more damage to it it's a that's a question we may never get an answer to. just the fact that he was able to gut it out and play was incredible.
1: yeah I mean for me and again, no medical degree here. <laughs> but given that we know it's a hairline fracture, um, it, I I don't wonder if the more painful part of the injury was the sprain um, that was detailed that he also has. I mean we saw the agony on his face after he scored that goal, but you know, this is and again, it's no small feet to play with anything broken. But you know no small feet. Yes. You said no small feet. <laughs> I know, Sorry. I realized. Thank you. Sorry. Um but the 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 skate, the boot of the skate, it, it, if if fitted properly is just literally form fitted to your foot and can often yeah. keep things in place. Um so I, I do wonder if it's more the sprain that was causing the the incredible pain that he had to have but i mean i'm going to be honest and and i wasn't in the room i don't know the diagnosis i don't know what they did or didn't see or what the player said or didn't said but it sure makes me nervous to know he was out there with that injury whether or not it caused more harm it just i mean my gosh especially a guy like seth jones
2: well he looked like he was moving better in the third period yeah to me like we were like you know what he looks okay and then you know then you get the news you wonder what sort of painkillers he was oh. he may have been on to help mask that pain of course pain is the body's way of telling you to stop doing something that's right um so best of luck to him the the moves i mean this is a guy that affects literally every aspect of play Mm -hmm. uh so marcus nudavara moves up five on five uh next to zach wierenski marcus nudavara takes his spot on the power play call that now the second unit Penalty killing, it looked like Harrington picked up more minutes than he's used to picking up the other night, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, wh- wh- which of those is the biggest concern to you? It's, I, it's kind of a silly question. It's probably the five-on-five five play, right? The yeah, the phase at which the game is played most.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is the five-on-five five because of the volume of it, but I mean, goodness, we even saw the impact in OT, right? I mean. Yeah. The, oh, and, sure. And I think we talked about this a little and, you know, I think John Tortorella really tried to nail this point home. Zach Wierenski does not deserve a piling on for, for that play behind the net because he was doing a ton of really good stuff the other 60 minutes of, of regulation. Um, but, but what I think is going to be the impact of Jones being out is these players now in new roles having to learn, and that means sometimes making mistakes. I mean, Seth Jones had to go through that too, but – Zach Grensky had to learn through making a mistake. If if Ryan Murray can't come back and help support that power play, Marcus Nutavaro is going to have to learn how to play on the power play. And that might mean making some big mistakes. So, right. you, you know, to me, that's that's the other side of this. It's not that they don't have players who can put together responses. It's when you haven't filled those roles for those kind of minutes in that in that – spot of significance and responsibility. It just means learning on the fly means we're back to kind of the start of the season with some of these guys in terms of learning how to play a new place.
2: Yeah. And if you remember the first time Seth Jones played in an overtime situation for the Blue Jackets, he royally screwed up. Right. 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 And of course, mistakes are made after that. It's three on three play, it's the National Hockey League. But he hasn't done that since. Right. Um, and I think Wierenski, when Wierenski's played three on three before. It's not like he's new to it. But I don't think he had any any inkling that the point would be that aggressive right? Uh, going after the puck. Live and learn. But what a rough way to lose a game that was so hotly contested between those two teams that played last spring in the playoffs. It was great theater. It was a great game. Uh, Tampa without Stamkos, Blue Jackets you know, without like six guys, including Jones and Atkinson. Still, it was one hell of a hockey game. And you could tell it had a lot of meaning to Tampa Bay after the Blue Jackets swept them last year in the playoffs. Uh, the other side of the ice, uh, replacing Atkinson, the Blue Jackets did something really interesting. Um, they didn't go to Cleveland, which is which is where the bat phone usually leads in a situation <laughs> when you need a player. They reached all the way down to London of the Ontario Hockey League. They pulled first-round draft pick Liam Foody uh, up for his NHL debut against Tampa Bay. I thought he looked uh, pretty good. I think we're going to be seeing more of young Foodie. Uh, and I mean in the near term. He was recalled again last night, emergency recalled from from London. He will be in the lineup tonight against Buffalo. That's the plan anyways. Um, and real quick, they can do this. It's sort of a mutual agreement with the junior club as long as it doesn't disrupt his time with the junior club. In other words, as long as he doesn't miss games. Um, so we're... The Blue Jackets are allowed to have five of those. This will be number two tonight. Uh, the rule states that he has to go back for his junior game. So much like it was the other night against Tampa, uh, after tonight's game in Buffalo, he will be sent back to London uh, to get used uh, to get back with his boys in the junior ranks. He'll then have three more times where he can come up like this. Allison, your thoughts on Mr. Foodie, how he looked against the Lightning and just this whole idea of skipping over uh, – there's three or four guys at Cleveland are probably, well, was my line busy or what's right. the deal <laughs> um, of, of that decision to pull Foodie and skip over Cleveland?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, it's it, – and and what I struggle with too is when you have an asset with limited resources, in this case, number of games that can be played, now you're playing kind of that strategic shell game of when do you use it Right, Like you use sure. it now, and what if you really need it ten games from now, and you've already used the five that you have? Um, so I think that the the balancing of it is interesting. um I think it's a big ask on the player now he's young, but you're you know you're that's a lot of travel back and forth and a lot of playing back and forth. Um, but all that being said i I liked how he played, and then I commented on this after the game the other night, you know i you saw his speed. We knew that was his calling card. That was his calling card when the kid got drafted. Um, but he looked comfortable. I liked that. He looked comfortable when torts put him out there with what it was two and a half minutes left in the, in a tie game against the Correct. Tampa yeah. Bay lightning. Um, loved his vision. I, I commented a couple times on that shot assist to Gustav Nyquist, a nice little backhand pseudo drop cross zone pass that was just really pretty. And you can't be too nervous if you're making that kind of a play out there at that point in the game. So certainly better than it could have been. Um, I do just I am just curious about what this bodes down the road. I mean, Alexander Texier is still out. Anderson is still out. I don't know how quickly you want to spend the the little currency that you do have with with the five games for foodie.
2: Yeah, all they can do is five, as you said. At the end of the season, when his junior season ends, he can be recalled. But this being London, that that might not be so right. early. Right. Um, yeah. So uh they are allowed nine games before his his uh the first year of his entry level deal kicks in. And these games do count toward that. So something else to keep in mind. If he gets these five and he's able to come up at the end of the season, he'll only have four games left before he engages the first year of his entry level deal. Um, one other little tidbit to get to injury wise, then we'll move on to, uh, a uh, perhaps equally depressing note. <laughs> um, David Savard is, this is good news. David Savard, his family grew by one, uh, on Tuesday. What was the name of the new lad?
1: Zachary Felix? Zachary, Zachary Felix. Zachary
2: Felix. Yes.
1: There's a bunch of other defensemen who were ticked off that the kid wasn't named after them.
2: <laughs> I, I, th- I was, I was expecting Vladislav. <laughs>
1: One PL says there's a nickname for the baby,
2: if you recall. Yeah, Jimmy. 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 It's a good name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Savard did not travel with them to uh, Buffalo tonight. I'm uh, uh, sorry. Yesterday, we'll see if he plays tonight. He could join the team. It's not a bad trip. Um, but he may well miss, miss uh, tonight's game against Buffalo as well. So something to keep in mind there. Um, let's move on to the other part of the ice. We were there just a second ago talking about Atkinson. Allison, this team, uh, it's scoring woes have been, um, kicked around since before the season started. What are you going to do without Panarin, without Duchesne? Who's going to score on this team? And it, they struggled big time the first couple months of the season. They've been better the last couple, but now, oh boy, has it hit them again. Uh, six games since the break, they've scored ten goals. Mm-hmm. They five of them are five on five goals. So five five on five goals in six games. Only two forwards have scored a five on five goal in those six games. That's crazy. York <laughs> Strand has two. Dubois has two. Yeah. I mean, Atkinson not playing, of course, is something. But this is why Foodie came up, right? Mm-hmm. Because they need, they know they need something. Uh, trade is not there to be had. The trade deadline's 12 days away. Maybe they add something there. But this is a team that's just trying to get by, uh, trying to sort of duct tape and spackle their way to wins until their sticks get, get heated back up again.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this I I had this in my piece this morning. Um, you look at the offense, and and this deep into the season, uh, this is who this team is, you know. Um, yeah, the, and it's got to be frustrating for them because their shot quality has remained fairly consistent, particularly when Bjorkstrand and Atkinson are in the lineup. Bjorkstrand leads the team um in overall shot quality this year, which is which is a positive sign given what we've talked about, him kind of turning it on late in the past. But th- they're not getting the results. Um, they did have a burst of of a shooting percentage reprieve, if you will, during that hot run. I mean, that makes sense, of course, um, but it's kind of settled down again now. And you do have to think that if Yarmo Kekalainen gets a read on on what this club needs and if he is able to make a move, it has to be someone who can produce offense. I mean, that's yeah. that's just what this club needs right now.
2: Uh, do you care if it's a center or a winger? When you look at the numbers and the, the way that this team aligns, does it matter one or the other?
1: <sighs> you know what? Honestly, for me, no. It matters if they can score.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how big is the loss of Wenberg Allison? Mm, I, I, Bigger than people think?
1: I think so. I think that in addition to center – that position, filling that position. This is a guy who is just so solid defensively. And when that is the calling card of your club, as it is for this group this year, to not have him with his anticipation, um, his ability to transition play, um, he was even starting to come on in terms of his individual offensive game, in my opinion, and, and John Tortorella has said something similar. The PK, you look at the, it, you know, that has been a huge part of how this team has been able to stay in games. It's a big loss, um, in my opinion. People, you know, people will give him a hard time, we, us included, but he he has really had a, a strong season, particularly again on that defensive side of the ice. Yeah.
2: Um. Wh- so if, if you said the chances are still there. Is this the same thing they went through the first couple months of the season, where the shooting percentage was just through the floor?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not as dire yet. <laughs> um, it, it's that there was an uptick and now there's kind of a downtick. And they're they're still hovering right about average. And you know, I, that's what I've said all year. If they can stick to average, things will get better. Um, but they just, what they can't have right now, particularly with the way this schedule is built out, what they can't have right now is some big dip um, like they did to start where they were just miserably below everybody else and they're still low on the season but again they've had some rebounds that have helped them
2: yeah Uh, one person who would certainly help them is josh anderson oh yes right and we we had a story published today about where that stands josh anderson says he absolutely would be willing to sign a long-term contract here if the numbers are right of course that's what they have to be the numbers have to be right Uh, We'll take the man at his word. That's good news. Uh, I think that there's a willingness there. Of course, it depends on what the numbers are. Right. Or what he thinks the numbers should be. But did you watch that? I did. Did you watch that game on, what was it, Monday? And think, boy, the Blue Jackets miss Josh Anderson maybe more than they have at any point this season. And, boy, Tampa Bay is playing as though they know Josh Anderson's not, not out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly noticed the increased physicality from Tampa Bay, particularly compared to the series. Um, you know, I, I've thought it a couple times throughout the season. You look at um, – and we've we've teased Oliver Bjorkstrand about some of the hits he takes. Bemstrom has taken some this year. There have been times throughout this season where there have been a couple big hits where I've wondered about the liberties, like you said, being taken if Josh isn't out there. Um, right, right. Not only because he's that physical presence, but also because if he's just skating, he's pulling attention away too, right? So yeah. there's there's that impact also. And I think that, I mean, you wrote this in your piece too. He's such a special player when he's healthy and when he's going. And um, it, it's it's crazy to think about if if the organization does decide to let him go somewhere else or move him somewhere else in exchange for some different assets.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you, as a GM, you cannot fall in love with these guys, and you have to have For a sure. price point that just doesn't make sense. But I just can't imagine trading him. I know. I can't. I just, the way that that kid can impact the game, how rare that player is, they're just not out there. Right. And to move him and take him permanently away from him, it is just crazy. But here it is. I mean, it's been eight and a half weeks since he hurt his shoulder in in uh, ottawa it's a really dangerous business um for anybody especially those outside the room to to question injury length but i I get the sense from a lot of people that there's quite a bit of frustration that this four to six week injury is now coming up on nine weeks not the least uh, josh anderson himself who continues to skate he's uh he's working most days with jared bowl off on the practice ring because he's skating hard keeping his legs going um, but boy oh boy they you know, with all that they've lost again now in this most recent wave of injuries this would just be an amazing time for Josh Anderson to uh, to be well enough to play and impact their their game
1: yeah and I you know one thing that I that that you found out in your work on that piece the other day um, it's worth noting that and for me I actually think this is this is a better thing this is not the same shoulder. Right. That he had injured last year. and I think uh, maybe we had thought that it was, but it was it was the other shoulder. So this is not a this is not a oh, the one arm's just completely useless now it's always going to be injured kind of story. Um, right. But yeah, I mean it's I just I can't if, if he could come back into this lineup, like even if he can just skate and go at his speed, of course he needs to be safe. Um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so blue jackets tee tonight against Buffalo. They are home tomorrow night against the Rangers. Um, Allison, they have, I mean, I mean, of course they have to start ticking off points, but these are the games they've got to hold serve against, mm-hmm. uh, the teams beneath them in the standings. Am I correct?
1: Absolutely. Um, not only beneath them in the standings, but in their division. right? I mean, this is, I'm not so worried a lot of these games are going to be on the road here to close out the season. That doesn't bother me. This is a team that even back a few seasons plays well on the road. But, but, you know, you look at one night and it's, I think it's going to be, I mean, barring some catastrophe by any team, it's going to be this way till it's all over. Is that in any given night, you're swinging one, two, three spots, depending on who plays and who wins. And, you know, you look at this, in their next five games, four are against divisional opponents. I mean, that's an right. important stretch right there. Yeah. Um, the, I'm not even so worried about who's below them because, honestly, at this point, someone in the East is going to get screwed who's ranked really highly in the league. And they're going to get pushed out by a Western team because of where they place in their conference right. but, uh, or in their division. But, um, yeah, th- there's no more, oh, it's okay, we'll get them next time. These, these are the must-wins have to be wins.
2: Uh, Allison, personal question. Oh, boy. When do you allow yourself to look at games, uh, scores across the league and say, oh, this can't be a three-point game, or they need this and they need this? What? what when's your cutoff? Are you already there?
1: Um, I mean, I've been watching that way for a while, sure. I mean, I, I'm not – like I said, I th- there's you have to – it's not irresponsible to look – but it is irresponsible to not maintain some context and perspective. Not everyone's played the same number of games, which is for better or for worse. Um, sure. And there are still, for the Jackets at least, 25 games left to be played. So, But yeah, I think you you have to watch. And it, it's going to – each night is just a little incremental step towards the reality of, of what's going to be when this whole thing is over and done.
2: I try to not – let myself do it till March 1st. Really? Cause it's just, it's so much wasted energy. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel. That's well, what I feel thanks. About no, no, I, no, no. I mean, teach their own. It's easy to say, I still find myself going, Oh my God, Islanders flyers. Like, what do you do there? Right. But it's just so, so early. Still, I mean, we are two thirds of the way in here. Um, it's almost—I don't know—it's like getting fired up about a NASCAR race in lap 200. Listen, like we're not there.
1: Hey, we're not there. To all my brethren, all all my all the listeners out there who do yes. watch, I support you. I'm with you. Don't panic. Don't let it get to be I too serious. I am with you, but right. I am with you. Porty is not with you. I, Team <sighs> Allison, am with you.
2: I'm just trying to save the people some stress.
1: I said not to overly stress. I offered that caveat right off the bat. If you're looking,
2: you're stressing. No, you're
1: staying informed. Got to have the facts.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anything else we need to get to here on the (laughs) Front Nationwide podcast?
1: Uh, Well, just a a shout out to everyone who came to the CBJ Hack um, and the Blue Jackets organization. I think it was a success. And thanks for for everyone who supported that. Um, Ohio State men are off. This week, and Ohio State women are on the road, but it looks like, um, for those keeping track, that the Ohio State women are going to host um, first round of the playoffs at home. So awesome. watch for that. That'll be some, some pretty important hockey. And um, do just want to remind everyone, all of our listeners, that we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we're going to move forward trying to make every episode available for free. So yes. we encourage you to find us on your favorite podcast platform. You don't have to only listen within the athletic app. We, <laughs> we should be everywhere. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that you you like to listen. And please click subscribe so that you can stay on top of our most recent episodes when they do come out.
2: Nice. Uh, and One other thing we're we're. Putting together a piece for Monday. Oh yeah, this is good. Uh, We're 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 letting you all weigh in a little bit with your trade suggestions. So spend some time, figure out who the RFA's, the UFA's, the centers, the forwards, the wingers are, and tweet us, would you, a trade proposal. Uh, We'll we've talked to a few people around the league that are willing to take a phone call from us over the weekend, and we're gonna say here's one offer. What do you think? (laughs) And have them sort of break down. That's the worst trade I've ever heard. Or, yeah, I'd do that. Sure. Um, And that'll be published Monday, probably Monday afternoon or not. Yeah. Monday in the afternoon. Um, So look for that. That'll be one week from the trade deadline. And uh, make sure you use the hashtag CBJ trade altogether. CBJ trade. That way, we can find it on the Twitter. I think we've got quite a few here. Awesome. We we, we've got a ton. You should
1: Porty. You should give an award for like most outlandish.
2: Well, do you know what I uh, not most outland? You know what I thought about doing? Tell me, Allison. Tell me. If somebody nails it, like gets one absolutely, absolutely correct. Yep. Free subscription.
1: Uh, You know what? I I will contribute to make that a reality. I agree.
2: Now, if multiple people nail one,
1: then we'll have well, no, well,
2: well, easy. (laughs) We will pick one randomly.
1: Notice again, people. Team Allison here to support the extended readers. No, I'm just kidding
2: about that. Yes, we'll see what Um, we can do.
1: We'll see how many get it right. Yeah.
2: So CBG trade, and then look for that Monday in the afternoon. Uh, Should be fun to uh, see what the trade deadline looks like a week out. It's going to be an interesting run here. Uh, Allison, thanks for your time as always. And you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, the wonderful entry music you heard from the great David Cook. Thanks to uh, Adam Gracia, our producer. And we will talk to you all soon.
0: Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events?